one. It is Wednesday the 16th of December 2020 and you're listening to episode 23 and the final episode of Film School Podcast for this year. I'm joined by an illustrious group of guests. We have the film guru himself, Josh, aka J. Luke. How are you doing? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, really, really good, thanks. We have the final girl, Emily Pratt. How are you doing, Emily? Pretty well, thank you, Adam. And lucky last, the rom-com expert, Chris Birchie, how are you doing, Chris? Yeah, really well, thank you. Excellent. So if you don't know what the Film School podcast is, it's a podcast where we watch movies and we talk about them. So each week we have two main films of the week and then at the start of the podcast we talk about the films that we've just watched. Um, You can follow us on all podcast streaming platforms and on YouTube, Film School Podcast. Uh, Also, we have a Twitter and Instagram, Film School Pod. Um, All right, so... Let's just jump right into it. Did anyone watch anything that wasn't the main films of the week? Looks like I'm the only person from our earlier conversation. So we we had a pretty big movie watching uh, week. Um, I watched uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Van- Vacation, which is the uh, which stars Chevy Chase. It's a you know sort of holiday uh, classic, um, as the as well as the earlier ones that he's had. Uh, the thing I did note about this movie was that the other ones, he actually does travel somewhere, but this one, they've taken the vacation word as in just he's on holidays from work. So they don't go anywhere. Um, but everyone goes to his house for Christmas and just everything goes wrong that pretty much could go wrong for him, which I think is what happens in all of them. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if you guys want to add anything to it. Uh, I, I'm trying to think if this would be the second or the third best of the vacation movies Oof. right now, because the first one's obviously the best. Let's we'll start off there. I and then you, this is, yeah, oh, actually no, this one is yeah, this one's definitely the second best. I was just looking over the things now, so let's not count the straight to DVD Christmas Vacation two that's about Uncle Eddie because that's not even a real movie. Let's pretend that doesn't exist. So the only two other options are European Vacation and Vegas Vacation. Well, Vegas both Vacation are pretty good. It is, but they're not the best. Yeah, yeah. Do you also find it weird that they recast the sun for every single movie? <laughs> no. Mm, I, I don't know. I like. I just think it needs uh, to have Chevy Chase in it, to be honest. Can I just can I ask a question? Because I just realized something. Who was who plays the sun in this one? Uh Chris. Ooh, the sun. Is, it's, yeah, not Johnny, you, it's not Johnny Galecki, is it? You'd hope that I'd uh, know, but <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, Johnny the guy, Galecki. Yeah. The guy from Big Bang Theory? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I didn't oh, actually realise that. Oh, fuck, I hate that piece of shit. Now I like this movie <laughs> less. Yeah, it is Johnny Galecki. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he sucks. He's the worst, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. <laughs> that just lost 0.5 of a star. <laughs> fuck you, Christmas Vacation. As, as, as you were just saying, like, before we jumped on, like, the... Hands down, the best scene and the most memorable scene is like the light switch when he gets electrocuted, plugging the and, lights into and, the, and, and the, falls off the roof. And the amount of lights. What was your like? Because you just watched it, Chris. What was your favorite scene? Besides, obviously, yeah. when the girl gets out of the pool, because like, come on, everyone, we're, like, we're, all, we're all little hornbags here. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, the light, the light scene was a good one. Um, I like, I really should have been planned more for this. One. Watched. Um, 
It's sad that this is probably the and it's probably the best movie you watched this week as well. <laughs> yeah, it probably is, but uh, yeah, I don't really remember much from it, and I did watch it last night, so I'm I'm absolutely killing it with this review. <laughs> um, I, like I also like my one of the best scenes is when uh, all the gas goes into like because they they they're funneling the the sewage from the caravan, Rusty's caravan, under the house, mm-hmm. and then they, mm-hmm. the whole house explodes. Well, living room explodes that's pretty good yeah yeah that was pretty funny um i'm trying to think of what my um favorite moment from the series is and it's probably when he what would yours be adam is it from the first one no my favorite one is actually from um uh the vegas vacation where the son just keeps winning cars and they all yes and they all drive home in the cars because i think that's pure my favorite my favorite's from the first one where he put where they're all like, Dad, Dad, we should just go home. <laughs> and he pulls over the car and he's like, Are you all fucking insane? Yep. Yep. All right. Well, let's move on uh, to the, the main search top- for the Christmas tree was pretty funny. Um, where they, they're just searching for hours for the Christmas tree. And yes. Then, um, yes. I really then they, he gets there and he doesn't have a saw or a chainsaw <laughs> or anything. So he has to rip out it by the roots. <laughs> Um, as well as the Christmas tree again, like when they hey, he's got it all wrapped up and he and unwraps it and it just like goes through the windows and um, and at times parts goes goes into the next door neighbor's place as well mm. to um to annoy them. Which I think that was the Seinfeld girl, is it the lady from Seinfeld? Uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus was in this, yes, yes, yeah. So that was yeah the next the next Where? door neighbor. Julia Lewis also plays the daughter in this one. Hmm. Yeah. Uh. Hey M, have you seen this film? Like, I don't know, I feel like it's something that I've probably seen at some point in my life, but not recently enough for oh me to know God. what anyone's talking about. How has no, no one mentioned where he gets <laughs> the dish and the the sled? <laughs> Comedy genius, are you kidding me? I oh, always yeah. wanted Dad to make me a sled like that if we ever went to the snow, just so that I could go, like, super yeah. fast, but... Obviously. Well, was it the the special thing he was working on at work that um, the lubricant or whatever yeah, it was to make yeah. it extra slippery on the ice? Yep. And he yep. ends up going like, I don't know, hundreds of kilometers per hour. <laughs> yeah, that was phenomenal. All right. Anyways, let's. I, I think that's probably a good spot. No my way. my conclu- my conclusion on National Air Foods Christmas vacation is we probably should have done that this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's jump into the main uh, movies of the week. Uh, we are starting. Are we starting with Love the Coopers? Sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Why not? Love the Coopers is a shitty comedy from 2015, directed. Was by... it a comedy? I don't think it was a comedy. What is but, it? Yeah. Drama. I... Drama. No. Trash. Yeah. Not... All yeah. right. Let me finish. I... Let me finish. Directed by Jesse Nelson. It has the most star-studded cast for no reason. Who read this script and thought it was a great idea? We have Steve Martin as the narrator and dog, Diane Keaton, John Goodman, Ed Helms, Alex Borstein, Tim Chamolet, Amanda Seinfried, Seinfried, Alan Arkin, Marissa Tomei, and Olivia Wilde. And sorry, I should say that that is my personal thoughts on the film. I don't know what you guys' thoughts are on the film. It had a budget of 17 million and i believe that was 17 to 24 million potentially so even more ridiculous yep but it did make its money back which is even more ridiculous than that 42.4 million box office and it has a runtime 
of one hour and 47 minutes. Okay. As you can probably tell, I hated this film. (laughs) Um, So just for a little bit of background about the movie itself, um, this gives nothing away and tells you very little about what the actual plot is. Feel free Um, to spoil this because I don't want any single person listening to this to ever watch this movie. But Emily liked it. No. Emily liked it. Let, let look. Let me say what it's about, and then yeah, yeah, let yeah, me yeah, yeah. let me express my own opinion. Thank you, Adam. Yeah. But anyway, me? So basically, there's shh, there's four <laughs> generations of the Cooper clan who come together <gasps> for their annual Christmas Eve celebration. A series of unexpected visitors and unlikely events turn the night upside down, leading them all toward a surprising rediscovery of family bonds and the spirit of Christmas. Now. I'm more than happy for Adam and Josh to tear this to shreds. You go first, Emily. <laughs> I look. I didn't hate it. I actually didn't mind it. But that being said, like I've got no no evidence to back up why I didn't mind it. If that makes sense. So like, I'm pretty sure that the points brought up against it are going to be way more convincing than anything I say. And I will acknowledge that it is a very flawed movie. But for some reason, I still found it all right to watch, and I still found myself like. Yeah, invested in like how it was all going to turn out. And you said that so, you yeah. cried at the end. I did. I got it made me emotional. Like I don't. And again, like, not because of the characters. Like I wasn't attached to the characters themselves and what was going to play out. I think it was more like I think the movie itself was like much heavier than what I was anticipating. I thought it was going to be like a really dumb Christmas comedy. Um, but yeah, it was actually kind of heavy. And I don't know, just some of this like the the I guess the themes of it and stuff. I was like. Oh, this is like, yeah, I don't know. It just struck me somehow. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I cool. actually was emotional too in it, which is really weird for me. Like, I'll, there's occasionally <laughs> movies I will, but I actually was as well. So, um, yeah, it's weird. Which, which, yeah. Yeah, which is like strange. Like, because I know it's not that good a movie, but um, yeah, some of the, the themes in it did draw me in. Like, uh, I don't have any notes. So I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but the <laughs> um, that Bucky guy, the older guy, um, in his relationship with the waitress, uh, mm-hmm. Ruby, I think. Um, like, I, I just liked I liked that whole relationship that went there, like, even though it could have been considered creepy because, you know, he's quite older and she's uh, a lot younger. I, I just, I don't know, I just liked the, the relationship was there. And um, even the parents, like, how their relationship was, um, you know, on, on ice, on the ice, and then, you know, comes together type thing. Or, yeah, like, there's quite a few things I, I just... For some reason, found it um, quite yeah Indeed. emotional at times, and um, yeah, it was just I'm I'm willing to admit it. <laughs> yeah, uh, you ready for something weird, fans what? of the? What? Yeah, you just went silent. Me, I uh, me and Adam are probably gonna shit on a movie together. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. surprised Adam hated it so much. <laughs> oh, this no. was hot trash in my opinion, and like. <laughs> So so, bad. I will say the only thing that this movie did right is that like, yeah, having family Christmas with like all your relatives is a stupid fucking idea. Yeah, I'm glad this I'm glad the White family had a nice Christmas, I guess. Oh (laughs) all right. So Josh, let's fucking shred this motherfucker apart. Alrighty, (laughs) let's do this. Alright. Go back in when you're done. What what should we start with? Should we start with minority representations or what? Yep, yep. So, All right. and, and like, I don't know if like anyone's watching the YouTube video, but the poster, look how white this is with just, all you got is like Anthony Mackie, just like the one token black dude who has no relevance in the plot. Oh, oh by the way, no, 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 hold on. 
he's not only the token black guy, he's also the token gay guy who has what what what's his point in this movie? Letting oh, a sorry. Uh, letting, letting, letting a, a white woman out of custody? Yeah, yeah letting yeah. a criminal out of custody because it's Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she had a nice chat to him. I can't even believe Marissa Tomei in this film is like she a shit the person. Fuck out of me too. Uh, oh, she's the worst. So I think, like for me personally, like just all of the different plot lines, I was just I could not care about any of them. I will say that I probably part with Chris the like and agree with Chris the most that. That relationship about the diner uh, with those two was the, like, and I'm giving it a really, like, loose term of, like, that was the one that I was the most invested in, but it was, like, so small and insignificant. Um, I can, I don't even understand some of it. Like, what was the point of having Timothy Chalamet here? He, his character meant no, no sense at all. Um, the one, This did get nominated for one award. Yeah, if you looked it up, yeah, golden, did you look it up? Yeah, yeah, the the the, sh- the shittest one, and it was yeah. Amanda, Amanda Seyfried got nominated for the worst actress of the year, and boy, did she earn it! Like, oh, yeah. And why was it shot like shit too? Did you notice this as well? Like the cinematography in this movie was yeah. It seemed terrible. like a, it seemed like a YouTube video. Yeah, a YouTube video, and the color palette was really off and really grey and white. I didn't. And, I didn't like that the dog was narrating. The dog literally had no purpose besides, nope. um, besides being like a hey, Steve gift. Martin. <laughs> but he could have just been a narrator. I just, <laughs> I what I couldn't get. Oh, how did yeah. they get like all these big name actors to do this film? Was it because they With knew money? It would be a well, let, well, it was a twenty. As we said, they had about twenty-seven million dollars to spend on this thing, and Hallmark had been whipping these together for like thirty bucks. A week just, for these movies, so that's where the twenty-seven mil went. I'm guessing. Yeah, and then like, so like, I, like just to jump into like some of the issues I had, like Ed Helms' character just seems like a genuine like dude, and yeah. everyone just fucking throws shade at him. There's no recourse. There's no like redeemable traits from anyone. Like the wife bit at the end was so throwaway. She was a absolute dick to his character the entire time. Then don't even get me like I love Olivia Wilde. Wild. Olivia Wilde, Wild. that that whole oh, that was my least favorite out of the relationship. So if you want like your own little holly date side story, Ugh. that yeah. was exactly what this was. I literally had to watch Holly Date again, and it was even worse this time. You and there's that scene at the bar, right, where they're sitting at the bar and they're having that conversation, and she's like, "Oh, and you're a Republican. Oh, do you believe in evolution and stuff like that?" And I would like in that conversation alone would have walked away from the guy. Yeah, 100%. It's like, it's not even like, oh, no, I'm a normal Republican. I don't believe the bullshit. It's like, no, yeah, I believe all the bullshit. All the bullshit. And also, he's like, he he wasn't even like he was a nice guy or like anything along those lines because he, there was that scene at the start where like he gets offered the drink and like she sits down, doesn't even like do any, like not that he has to because he's like wearing an army costume for the whole film. It, uh, it was so on the nose. You know what he was? He was an attractive white male. That's That was his appeal, literally. And did you notice that everyone got invited to dinner except the black cop? <laughs> no one. Not every me. other single person, every other character got invited to dinner except the cop. Yeah. And can someone explain to me why Timothy Chalamet's character didn't shower? Was there any reason for it? Or like, oh, let's just make this cut real weird. Was that it? 
Yeah. Uh, I, like, I, like, I love, like, I like films where there's, like, you can suspend the disbelief and there's, like, a really corny, like, section of the film or whatever. Like, most most romantic comedies, I don't know. Like, but usually, like, like I got more out of Holly Date than I got out of this film, just in terms I, of the storyline. So, sitting here when we were doing the intros and everything, I looked at my rating for this. And I was like, I gave Holy Date a 1.5 and I gave this a 1.5. And I hated this so much more. So I dropped it. Good. Okay, this one got a straight one. I'm glad that there and, was more redeemable things in Holy yeah, this is This is the biggest, this was the biggest uh, test of how I knew this was a really bad movie. And I wasn't just hating on it for no reason. Um, so I'm sitting there in bed. I'm watching this. And my girlfriend, who is a, when I say she loves christmas movies it's like she lives for it like this is her favorite time of year because of all the hallmark movies she's sitting there and she's like this is terrible what movie and i'm like jack she watched the worst christmas she's like yeah this is so much worse than them and i'm like i know how bad is it yeah i think that um yeah I, and like i think that like what really like left like a sour like personally a sour taste in my mouth was the uh final scene of the film uh, where they're all dancing in the hospital cafeteria. Just yeah, it just broke me. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I can deal with a, a guy standing up or girl standing up on stage in the middle of a mall professing her love to someone, it, like in Holiday. I cannot, for some reason, get over the fact that someone was running through a hospital and like just disregarded everyone and just knocked everything. Mm. Uh, and then also that they all just had like this big family dance party in a hospital cafeteria on Christmas. Just seems all that some good. somehow all in the space of the one night a man has a stroke and then he's just up to walk around the hospital. Let's. So my so my question to like Em and Em and Chris because you guys re- like you guys found something in this film. Like, is there anything that we've mentioned that you like really detest or like? Um, there was like a particular scene that like you, what actually captivated you that we've mentioned that. I'll let you go in. Look, I, I don't think I like disagree with anything you've said. And like, as I said, like, I don't actually have any defense for like why I didn't mind it really. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just as I said, I think just like, I don't know, maybe it was kind of like, because it was heavy, like heavier than I thought, and it was kind of like showing that, like, oh, you know, there's all this pressure around like Christmas to be like a really special time of year and all that sort of thing, but like, it's not always like. I don't know. Maybe maybe I related to that, or I don't know. To be honest, like the I haven't yeah, disagreed add, with anything you've said, but meh. yeah, to add to that too, like I, I, like you guys obviously didn't see any of these points, but I, I saw a lot of it. Like, um, for instance, yeah, the sister feeling like, you know, she doesn't have a, a partner, so the pressure of that kind of a little bit like holiday, I suppose, in that sense. Um, the, uh, oh, I mean, oh, the, like, the little kid, how, like, a lot of families, I'll say something wrong around the little kid and then the kid will say, like, a swear word, but in this case it was like, you're such a jerk. Like, I thought there was a, a lot of little things that they put in that does happen in um, big family and they have uh, Christmas dinners and so forth and um, that they were kind of representing there. Um, with the pressures of Christmas and holidays and stuff like that. But, yeah, but as I said earlier, like, I don't, I didn't think it was an awesome movie, but it did for some reason. Um, I did connect with it uh, through periods of it. Just hit you a little differently, I guess. Than it, yeah. uh... Look, to be fair, I'm not really a Christmas, per- a Christmas movie person to begin with, but mm. this one just, yeah, it 
it made I, me, I like it annoys me, annoys me a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know. I think it also pushed themes that I don't like as well, like the whole fact that oh, you need someone for Christmas. I mean, I had that same issue with Holiday as well. Yeah, you did. And yeah, yeah, this was just bad, and the acting wasn't good either. And I don't know. I my favorite part was where uh, John McClane walked on the uh, on the broken glass in Barefeet. That was my favorite part of this movie. You mean when? The- oh, actually, no, no. They had one point five seconds of Charlie Chaplin's City Lights in this movie. They it did. was amazing. It was phenomenal. It was the best one point five seconds of the whole movie. I think that this is like a per- so I know that Josh and I've just shat on it and Em and Chris definitely found something good out of it. I think this is one of those films though that if you you know probably like ten to fifteen minutes into the film If you're gonna like if it. If you're gonna yeah. like it or not. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. Because I, I knew straight away ten minutes in when I was looking at the camera angles and all the dialogue, I was like, nah, this isn't gonna work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alright. I think that's a pretty good plot to stop. Let's mm-hmm. move on to the next film. A Sunburnt Christmas is a 2020 Australian comedy Christmas film directed by Kristan Van Vuren. Uh, and he's done a whole lot of YouTube stuff and small Australian TV comedies. It stars Daniel Henshaw, Sullivan Stapleton and Lynn Cooper Tang, uh, Lena Navankel, Ida McGuinness and Tatiana Goody. It had a budget, or the only details that I could get on a budget were uh, the South Australian government gave them $2.9 million to film. Um, and it is on stand right now. It was released mm. last Friday. Um, why don't you run us through the plot? Uh, before yeah. we do, can I just give Sorry. a little background on Christian Van Buren? Because it's a pretty interesting story, sure. this guy. Um, I can't remember what year it was, but it was when I was probably in high school still. He was... Placed in quarantine twice for having tuberculosis. And the way he gained fame was he started recording like rap videos on his iMac and he went under the name The Fully Sick Rapper and released a bunch of things. And then he got uh, TV deals through Stan and he went on to create the Bondi Hipsters with Nicholas Boshier, who a lot of Australians will know as the guy who played Trent from Punchy back in the day. Um, and yeah, he, it's funny because we think that people who get into the entertainment industry have it better off, but it actually cost him money getting into the, uh, the proper entertainment industry because he had a really high paying job in, uh, what was it? Advertising. And that is where he, tuberculosis and everything when he was doing a, uh, I think it was over in South America. And yeah, his, uh, lung exploded at a, like sort of lunch meeting one day and found out he had tuberculosis of all things. Who knew that would start a run that would end up with him directing this film right here. So get on you, Christian. All right. Take us through the plot. Yeah, I'm happy to. Uh, so yeah, this was my recommendation for the week. So I'm, I'm happy with that because it was a, a, I thought it was a good movie. Uh, but yeah, this, the, definitely the better of the, the letterbox one. <laughs> <laughs> it says this, uh, very Australian comedy is not your typical cliche Christmas movie. It's a wild, hilarious, and heartfelt story about a single mum and her kids doing it tough on their outback farm until a runaway criminal dressed as Santa Claus crashes into their property and their lives. Uh, yeah, I, I found it like quite humorous. Uh, a lot of Aussie-type humour in there. 
the music as well. So I was pretty um, pretty happy to hear a bit of Paul Kelly and, and The Living End in there, as well as our New Zealand counterparts, uh, Slice of Heaven, uh, Dave Dobbin, uh, which is another another uh, old school sort of song that I, I don't mind. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think this movie could, could become a, you know, around Christmas time on free-to-air TV, you sort of... Yeah, on it, you know, your, your midday type time or on a Saturday night for the families to watch. So hopefully, hopefully it does, and hopefully it continues on. Uh, yeah, I like the plot. I liked, um, I liked uh, the one of the little girls. I'm really bad off the names. Um, the younger one, yep. how um, how she had the shotgun and was, you know, obviously that was quite uh, quite uh, un, uh, unsafe. Uh, so RHNS wasn't obviously going on there, but. She had a shotgun and was shooting it into the sky to try and make it rain because the, the farm was in drought. Uh, and then the older sister told her that she needed to stop, otherwise she might uh, take Santa Claus down and um, with the bullets. And uh, Santa Claus did get not shot down, but crashed into their shed. So, uh, yeah, I'll let you guys continue on with it, but I reckon it was a, a really good film. I also really enjoyed this film. Um, I can absolutely agree with Chris in saying that I could see this being like a main movie that you see on your TV on Australian networks, like just during this Christmas period. I enjoyed it for the most part. Like, I don't think it's like the best film that I've ever seen, but as far as a Christmas movie goes, far, it's nice watching a film that doesn't have like any snow <laughs> and doesn't have like <laughs> like i love that they really played into like what really summer awesome, christmas what, a, what an aussie mm. christmas is and like i think that that just from the get-go kept me probably a little bit more entertained and like of course like the humor is quite good um the, i thought the child actors were great i definitely preferred the little girl compared to the the guy mm-hmm. um and yeah yeah what about you guys, the other two. The other two. Mind. The other two. Uh, I didn't mind it. I thought it was good. Um, I thought I really liked the themes of this. I liked the way it was written. I thought it may have been a bit too long. I felt it would have been... This would have worked better as like an hour Christmas special on free-to-air TV, I think. Would have been ideal for this. But that's just... Uh, I'm nitpicking. Like, I had a good time with it. Again, wasn't the best movie I've ever seen, just like you, Adam, but there were a lot of good things here. There was a lot of good themes. I think um, the acting was good all around. I think the main guy was potentially the strongest out of Mm. everyone by uh, a fair bit. Uh, Christian Van Buren actually has a cameo in it. He plays the road worker who the guy bashes. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. but yeah, it, it felt very TV to me, but not in a bad way. Like, if this was a TV special that went for an hour, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. But still, I got a lot out of it and enjoyed most of the humour, most of the the themes as well. Emily, what about you? Um, I think for me, like, yeah, again, like everyone else, it was fine. It was a good movie. Um, not a great movie, in my opinion. Like, I haven't been recommending this to anyone, which is what I would usually do if, like, I really enjoyed something. Um, but that being said, I would recommend this to people, unlike uh, Love the Coopers. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think my favourite scene in the movie, like, I found, like, a little bit slow um, throughout. However, I think the last half an hour or so kind of made it for me. Um, and my favourite scene was probably that, like, the fight scene, I yeah. guess, where he, the guy comes for the money and the family are just like, nah, fuck this guy. Mm. And they all, like, yeah, fight him. 
I feel like the last half hour is easily the best out of the whole Yeah. I feel like the first half hour drags significantly Mm. and not that much happens. The only thing Uh, I wish that it didn't play into as like a theme was I just didn't like that. Like I didn't mind that he was like a bogan and stuff like that, but I feel like the guy who was chasing them down for stealing the money just was like was too much. Yeah, too much. <laughs> very on the nose. Like I feel like they were trying to like cast him as like crocodile Dundee in a way. Yeah, um, like a bit of a a bit of a Christian chopper almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I guess. I yeah. yeah I found his character a bit. Yeah, I, I'll agree. I felt his character was a bit, well, a bit. I thought it was very underdeveloped, and he was sort of just there to give maybe that end scene and to force the plot forward somehow. Like I feel like he was just a plot device character. I don't know why Australian film, like comedy films or like things that try and go a bit more mainstream, always tend to have like Australians and criminals like together, like. In our blood, mate. I know, but like, I don't know. First fleet represent. Like, people love it. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's stupid. Yeah, I think that. Like, I I will say that. Like, it's it's great to see Aussie comedy. Like, I still Mm -hmm. think that low key watching watching any Australian film. Like, anytime there's like a good Australian reference or like a good like comment, like you just you get that like sense of like, yep, definitely know where I'm from. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, okay. So, what was everyone's favourite scene on the film? Mine was the same as M's. I think the um, oh. the Home Alone type scene towards the end, where um, yeah, it's all the calamity going on for them to try and bad oh, yeah. guy. I suppose. Yeah. Um, that was yeah. That was that was quite fun. Like very dumb, but but quite fun. Uh, the other one I already mentioned the um, the little girl shooting into the sky and then bringing down a. Uh, Thinking she's brought down Santa Claus into, you know, crashed into the shed uh, the next day. I thought that was quite amusing. Uh, and I suppose even in that same scene where uh, the main guy, Daryl, uh, says to, like, the kid asks him, um, Oh, if you're Santa Claus, what's my name? And he doesn't know. And he turns around, but he's got the, Tom on the his name pillow. on his pillow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then he says, and then the guy's like, Whoa, you must be Santa Claus. Um, I thought that was quite amusing. Chris, I'm so there with you. It was such a dumb joke. But hundred yeah. percent, that made me have a chuckle. Like, yeah, there's quite a few like that. I reckon it was it was that sort of yeah you know, that hearty type humour, which you know everyone can have a bit of a laugh at. With the way they ended, I'm surprised they didn't do that scene a little differently. Like, I thought he might have known his name for other reasons that I won't get into. Ah, uh, I'm talking about the twist. Yeah, yeah, I am. That's it was actually quite a good twist, wasn't it? I Did didn't mind it. I that? liked it. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I had a feel like I, I had a feeling there was a twist, but I didn't really guess what it was, and I wasn't mm, yeah. too surprised when it happened. But I thought, no, they've they've done that well. Hmm. My favorite. one question I had of the movie, mm-hmm. or for you guys actually, is: Do you think that there was like a bit of a missed opportunity to include some indigenous representation in this movie? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, mm. I was surprised that the um, the characters on the farm like. There wasn't something there. Um, I, yeah, I, I agree. I thought that was probably I, what I would have expected the in, in the in potentially in the cast. Yeah, I definitely would have liked some more indigenous representation. I do think that like representation across the board was 
pretty good for the film, and I, I think uh, what, that, yeah, there were there was some good POC. Like I don't want to I don't want to like discount yeah like what what was in like what was included in the film because mm. I thought that it worked really well and um I do agree though, especially after we watched um Sweet, Sweet Country. Country the other week, and there were so many obvious opportunities for it here too. Mm. Like they yeah. they made a whole deal about yeah this is our family no matter what, and I feel like one of them just could have been indigenous. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, it, I agree. It, like, like, there's the, no reason why the little boy wasn't. Let's, why couldn't Tom have been? It, it, yeah. And I was like, even like the, all the side characters, like could have been too, like, mm-hmm. like as in, like we could have had like a cop or the, the guy yeah, who yeah. Um, was asking for the loan and the business and stuff or, or, or like yeah. the, yeah. Even the road workers, like, yeah, could have been yeah. anyone. Yeah. Um, mm. I think making the I think the banker would have been a good idea. Mm. Bit of a yeah. uh, breaking some sort some of social stigma types. and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, opportunities for another day, I guess. I, another movie. Yeah. So, because I didn't get to say my favourite scene. My favourite. What scene, was your favourite scene? <laughs> uh, my favourite scene was the ball sacks. Oh, not the ball sacks. The the ruck. The the sack. Santa sack. The one where he. The one where. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so, so silly. Such a silly joke. Like, I actually didn't mind the scene where he's like hiding in the car outside the police station when she's sort of having to negotiate with him and figuring yeah. out the violent thing he'd done. I like found the that blackmail. Quite, yeah. yeah, I found that was quite effective. It wasn't exactly funny, but I just liked the way they did it, to be honest. Mm, mm. Like, this wasn't really a laugh out loud movie for me. It was just a sort of all the humor felt familiar and you sort of have a chuckle at it. Yeah. The, the sheep in general was kind of. Humorous, just like yeah, the reason yeah. he crashes because of the sheep, and then yeah. the sheep's just there everywhere. <laughs> I will admit, the dead yeah, I think I was just those same thing. The yeah. deadpan to the sheep, just standing in the living room, cracks me yeah, up that's... so much. <laughs> or the one where yeah. it's, where it's the bakers there for the first time, and they're like, "There's no sheep here," and there's a sheep <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's also funny because like when I was a kid, like when we moved to our house out in like King Lake. The people who used to live there used to have a sheep who lived in the house. In the house. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even joking. It was revolting. Uh, I've been um, to King Lake, I believe you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think um, uh, the ex-football player, Travis Cloak, I think I heard a story about him. So he's out, he was out in Hurstbridge, I think it was, so near King Lake. And he, uh, when Eddie Maguire and that went to his house, he had, like, animals in the house. Like, I don't know if it was, like horses or whatnot but it was apparently there's some animals in the house so maybe it's the the area that you were growing up in yeah yeah well it's definitely out back well, that, well maybe it was a veiled uh maybe that was a veiled dig at the rest of the cloak brothers <laughs> i think that yeah if you have stan and you want to watch a christmas film i would say give this a crack like let's just say let's just say this if you have the choice between a sunburn christmas and, and love, love the, the Coopers. Coopers. Definitely watch a Sunburn Christmas. Yeah. And and above all yeah. of these, watch a Moody Christmas, the TV series. It's and above all this, Die Hard. It's not hard. Mm. Just watch Die Hard. It's Christmas. Ah, I reckon a Moody Christmas is better. But I cool. that's a that's that's a big goal. The thing is, I can't even ever get us to watch that film. Like even like if we are doing this twelve months time from now, because it's, it's not a, a film. It's a TV series, but it's so good. Every episode is the next year. So like, 
it's like seven episodes and eat. I'm just going to explain it because I think I didn't do a good Go episode. for it. Every year um, or every episode is the next year after Christmas. So it's like a one day, a one, one Christmas per episode. And it's all like, you, essentially all the characters like pretend like they haven't seen each other all year. And like one of the guys is like a crook who gets like shown on a current affair and you see like all the different businesses he has and like they're trying to build a pool and the pool's never being built and then one of them's bringing like a different part like it kind of like it has that holiday thing where they bring a different partner but it's actually funny because it's like every year like they feel like they need to bring a partner and the partners are always like fuck like cooked one of them it it's so good watch a moody christmas i can't like express that enough so, wrapping up uh, the podcast for this week, the people here recommend A Moody Christmas, Die Hard, <laughs> National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, A Summer Christmas if you've got time, Anything and Tulbis didn't mind Love the Coopers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I think that that is a fantastic place to stop. Thank you guys all so much for partaking in this podcast right up until episode 23 for 2020. Uh, we are going on hiatus and we will return in January. And we haven't actually discussed this prior, which I was supposed to. What date will we be coming back, guys? Oh, God. Uh, I feel like we need to discuss that off air. I'm not too sure. Discuss yeah, that off air? And, yeah. Yep, that seems really fair. All right. <laughs> Let's also so just thank Adam for his podcasting abilities. Yes. Especially yeah. all the times he may or may not have stuffed up the intro. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah. it was quite amusing. We should and try we and get also, a compilation together. So was, Yeah, we also need to uh, um, thank our, you know, stars and so forth for his rating system that he changed because it's given us so much comic value over the time. So hopefully you can work out something else, Adam, for us to um, to... You know, to give you shit about uh, it. Mock. Shit. Yeah, yeah, to give you yeah, shit yeah. about after can, can you move to like a four and a half star system next year or something? Just oh. something real weird. I just shuffle it all the, every year I do a different thing. <laughs> yeah, every year you do a different thing. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so I think maybe we, so we haven't chosen a movie for the, the ne- next year. No, movie. No, I think well, what we do is maybe do like a wrap up of like what our, maybe our favorite films are for 2020. Um mm-hmm regardless of whether it was in the year. Anyways, we'll talk about it off air. We'll see you guys next year. Thanks so much for watching. Uh, If you'd like and subscribe, that'd be great. Uh, This is Film School Podcast and have a very Merry Christmas and holidays and Happy New Year, Hanukkah, whatever nationality you're from. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Merry Christmas. Don't watch Love the Coopers. Wow, Chris, right, Emily, you could have at least said something. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Thanks, Reese and Jason, for listening. <laughs>